This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks that I give away every Monday is Kim Dust. She's in the entertainment industry and is currently working a full-time day job and doing her side hustle on the side. Kim, congrats. For you guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday, simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to officially enter. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444 after you've subscribed. Okay, Top Tribe, coming up tomorrow morning, I give you my decision and I tell you whether we sell Heyo or not. Who knows what'll happen? All right, Top Tribe, good morning to you. Another day, another great entrepreneur. This one's name is Jeff Goldenberg, and he's the head of growth at Burrowell, a leading Canadian online marketplace lender. He's a sought-after expert and speaker in the areas of digital marketing, growth hacking, business development, all for innovative, high-growth companies. He's also an entrepreneur in residence at Ma RS Discovery District, as well as the mentor at the Tech Startups and Startup Next Accelerator. Jeff, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm so ready. Let's do it. Let's do this, man. So first things first, tell us what Burrowell does and how'd you get involved there as head of growth? For sure. So Borowell is a marketplace lender. We um, we compete. So in Canada, we don't have the um, the fintech revolution that you guys had six or seven or eight years ago when companies like Lending Club and Prosper really um, took a huge bite out of the traditional banking system. In Canada, we have a big five banks that most people that that owns most of the business. So what Borowell is just trying to do is um, we offer um, online loans to high credit Canadians um, at just as a as an online and convenient option to the to the big banks. Okay, interesting. And I mean, what are some of the metrics you guys track that that help you understand if you're winning or losing? Well, we're, we're an extremely data focused company and that's what makes our marketing team really good. Um, we, we basically have a culture of data where everything needs to be backed up by data and we study the funnel every which way till Friday. And, um, we really, you know, we, we do our marketing on a one to two week basis. So we have a, a highly experimental marketing regime where we're always, you know, we're not buying three or six months in advance. We're studying all the metrics and, and finding out what converts the best and the correlations and what cohorts of um of of potential customers are are the best so we don't really have one specific one although um when you're a, an early stage high growth company cac or or cost of uh, customer acquisition cost is really sort of the key metric because you want to grow really fast but you also want to be declining what it costs you to acquire a customer at the same time and when you think about it, that's all, that's really like um, conflicting goals to grow as fast as you can and to become as efficient a marketer as you can. But um, high, high, um, high growth, early stage companies um, that are looking to raise VC capital are, are asked to do just that. So it's, it's very challenging. So CAC is a customer acquisition cost is really your, your main focus. If you had to pick that's one. That's right. That's so, right. How so much, how much it costs us to, to get a customer? Define a customer because I see on your website, you have the number kind of up there. It's kind of a sexy number, 365 million in loan applications. But when do you actually def- in your funnel, when do you find define someone as a customer? 
Yes, that's really interesting. So if someone comes to our website, they fill in an application, a percentage of them we, we make offers to, and then a percentage of the uh, people we make offers to take a loan. I think um, an interesting point in the funnel to focus on is a cost per offer, how much it costs us to generate an offer to someone that we're able to do business with. Because if you measure it at the application level, it 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 takes into account all those people who applied that didn't qualify, uh-huh. sort of lower credit customers. So we try to optimize for a, a cost per offer um, and, and figure out which channels can deliver the, the lowest cost per offer. Okay, what is your typical cost per offer? Hmm. That is um, highly top secret, especially while we're um, sort of in this um, venture capital raising stage. Um, How much have you guys raised? Sorry, I didn't. I, I forgot you guys are are uh, are funded. Sure. So we've raised um, at the end of last year. We raised five point four million. Okay. Um, and Series now, A. It was actually um, it was actually sort of a, a seed on steroids. Um, it included um, both the debt capital that we lend out and equity to build the business. And this next Series A round that we're after right now is going to be um, a very big round, both in terms of, of equity for marketing and people and in terms of uh, loan capital, to, which is basically our product. But as a marketplace lender, we, we, um, we're in between the, the loan originator and the customer, and we take a fee like a marketplace does. Okay, I want to back up. You just gave us a lot of really good stuff I want to digest. $5.4 million on a glorified seed round. Was that... Uh, was that a no, like convertible note you were selling, or were you actually selling equity in Borrowell? Uh, we were selling equity in Borrowell. So when I Borrowell, talk about loan, when, when I talk about loan capital, I guess I, I refer more to the money that we then give out to, to the c- customers and loans, and then on the equity side, it's the money that we raise to build the business. Yep. Um, so when we when we do raise money, we need to raise on both sides of the table. We need to raise the fuel to to build the company and the loan capital, which is our product. So people effectively buy the loans from us. We originate them and investors buy them and um, make a spread between the return they get from us and the cost of capital that they have for themselves. You mentioned loan capital. Is there a Canadian regulation that basically says you've got to keep this much liquid capital in the bank as a ratio to how much you've issued? Is that why you have to raise loan capital? No, we have to raise loan capital because that's our product. If we don't raise that loan capital, we don't have money to put out in loans. Because we don't keep the loans on our balance sheet, we're just a marketplace that finds a buyer and a seller for for a loan. Um, We don't have to have specific capital on hand Ah. because we don't have the loans on our balance sheet. Where do the the loans sit? Whose balance sheet? Um, Our investors. So our debt investors, the people that give us the loan capital are the people who um, who originate the loans and we're, we're just the marketplace. Are these typically like banks, established banks or what? Yeah, well, I mean, someone like Lending Club who's been out there for seven or eight years, they've got relationships with over 2,000 community banks. Um, we have a, a small uh, Schedule A bank in Canada called Equitable um, who's invested money in us as well. Um, but also, um, you know, we just have uh, the, the seed raise was um, high, high net worth individuals and um, people who are really established in Canada and financial services and can can provide us with, you know, really smart capital. Well, let's say you had a super wealthy individual put in a million bucks. How do you have loan balances sit on their balance sheet if it's just an individual? Um, it would be a corporation. It would be an individual through a corporation. I see. I see. Got uh, it. What is interesting in Canada that's different is um, that in Canada, um, peer-to-peer lending is not legal yet. Interesting. So we can't do what Lending Club does in terms of go to the street and get people to invest, even though we have a number of people calling us on the phone every day asking if they can invest in our loan products. Um, currently, like I said, the American market is probably seven or eight years ahead of the uh 
Canadian market and we don't have those regulations yet. So currently we only raise debt capital from um, institutions and accredited investors. Yep. Well, I'm going to link to your website homepage in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 176 and top tribe. I want you to go to their website because I don't care if you're in software or marketing or you have your own personal blog. They have a very, very cool kind of mousetrap on the homepage, which essentially lets you slide back and forth how much you want to borrow and put in your purpose and province and get a rate. It, Jeff, I imagine this is, you've probably tested the heck out of this, and this is really bringing in leads at the cheapest rate. Yeah, it's been a really interesting process. Um, we have a very difficult growth challenge because not only are we trying to grow fast month over month, and not only are we trying to reduce our CAC customer acquisition costs month over month. We also have this pesky algorithm that kicks away a lot of my leads and tells them, you know, that they don't meet our underwriting standards. Mm So um, growth is really hard because if you don't want to relax your underwriting standards at the beginning when your portfolio isn't huge and end up with a whole bunch of bad loans that will, you know, destroy the company down the road. So it's very, it's a very interesting growth scenario. If you run a SaaS company, you're really not overly concerned at the beginning with, with CAC, although you do want to see it trending down and you are searching for channels that could drastically um, decrease them. But here we can't just, you know, go crazy or, you know, it, the result will be a whole bunch of bad loans that take the company down. So it's a very, um, it's a very controlled high speed growth. That's very, uh, somewhat unique to, to our business. And no, it's, it's good. It's important. A lot of fun. There are lessons built into that, I think for other entrepreneurs. So let's get a sense of volume real quick. Last year, 2015, how many people use this little thing and how many of them clicked check my rate, whether they were worthy or not? Huh. Um, our funnel stats are, I, I love your podcast for the reason that, you know, you, your guests are so transparent and I hope that one day we're going to be in the position where we can be. It's a little bit difficult just in the stage we were at to, to share a lot of numbers. All right, guys, get um, on Twitter, attack the hell out of Jeff, <laughs> hit him so hard. He's going to give us these numbers. <laughs> oh, at, at Jeff underscore Goldenberg. There and I look go. forward to interacting with any <laughs> of your listeners. Um, one thing that is interesting and, and you mentioned it, it is a, a bit of a vanity stat, but um, we're closing in on on half a billion dollars of loan applications in Canada. And what's really cool about that is that Canadians have never really had an alternate to the big five banks. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're getting that many people to share um, relatively sensitive information with us through a relatively simple web form um, is really heartening that maybe we're going to take a bite out of this massive um, Canadian market. Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, you're well on your way. Let's, let's go to, Jeff, instead of giving like flat numbers because that's proprietary, let's just talk percentages. So if 100 people hit Barwell's homepage, how many of them will go ahead and use this cool little check my rate thing? So you're just trying to trick me because then you could use my total vanity net metric and you can find out what our what our real no, numbers. No, what I'm honestly doing is trying to compare this to someone who has sure. a membership site or a blog sure. where they're trying to get email opt-ins where they get 6% of people who hit the website to opt-in. I'm just, I'm curious sure. if they should try and come up with a little widget like this for their own website because it's performing way better. Well, I, my favorite growth hacking channel of, of all the 19 that we look at is this concept called engineering as marketing. And that's when you can take a piece of your product or service and make it free and use it as a lead generator. And there's been amazing examples of companies that have been able to do that. List a few, and, list three. Oh, sure. Um, so Dropbox is really famous for giving people um, free uh, storage for everyone who comes through. HubSpot, everyone they refer, HubSpot is really famous for when they launched, they had website marketing grader where you could put in your URL and your email address and they'd send you a report on what you're doing really well and what you're doing poorly. Of course, they were the solution to fix what you were doing poorly. Mm-hmm. That, generated in that, that, that resulted in them generating 40,000 leads a month 
which I, I know you're a veteran entrepreneur. Imagine starting a business with 40,000 leads a month. Um, it's this thought of giving away a piece of your, your value ahead of time in exchange for a, a lead and then nurturing that lead through. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there, there's, there's um, really good examples of companies that are thinking that way because the ROI on those channels, the, the CAC on those channels is just going to be so much lower than on the competitive paid ones. I think the best high growth companies, the ones that really succeed are the ones who develop a proprietary acquisition channel because all the other channels that they compete on at some point, the competitors Costs drive up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, in the book called traction, which is my favorite, um, startup business marketing book, he calls it the law of shitty click-throughs. And it, it says, no matter what um, channel you discover at some point, you, you're going to have a window of opportunity where it's proprietary, but at some point, be it weeks, months, or years, there's going to- Competition, the, baby. That's it. Yep. Hey, so, tell, like, Jeff, yeah. tell us real quick. I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to get into this before we get into, into my favorite part of the show. Um, how do you guys actually make money? Jeff, did I lose you? I lost you for a minute. Yeah. How do you guys actually make money? Um, as a, as a, um, we have a percentage of the, um, an origination fee and a servicing fee. So we have a percentage of the, of the, um, of the loan we, um, we keep as an origination fee. So I, I, let's say I get a $10,000 loan through your thing. I meet your qualifications. You issue me a $10,000 loan. What do you make on that? Um, we have uh, origination fees between uh, one and five percent. Okay, so that gives you a, a, an idea of uh, sort of what the marketplace fees are. Okay, and the the customer doesn't pay them because if you take a ten thousand dollar loan and let's say there's a, a five hundred dollar origination fee, your loan is actually for ten five, and you pay the ten five back over the three or five year term. Those are the two products that we currently offer. So on a $10,000 loan, you're maybe making a hundred bucks to 500 bucks. And, and that's, that's your only income stream. Um, that's not our only income stream. That's our only launch income stream. At some point there's going to become an, a long-term value to these customers where we can offer them uh, different products, more of the same products and stuff like that. So there is going to be a long-term value to, um, to the customers at, at a certain point. You know, the company's only about a year old now, so we're like laser focused on these unsecured three and five year personal loans. Yep. And is it is it uh, is it public knowledge the total volume that you guys have issued, not the number, but the the like the actual volume of people that you've given loans to? No, not at this point. Okay. I'd probably get strung up for for saying that. Well, yeah, you know, I'll make it the headline if you tell me. So uh, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> and that's that's why we love your podcast. Yeah, exactly. Okay, good. Well, you've given us a lot of good information here. It's a different market. Is it public? How much you guys are raising in the Series A? Um, of no, course it is. Not. How much is it? More, more <laughs> or less than 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 twenty million. Less. Okay, less um, than twenty in million in terms of equity capital, but uh, a significant amount, especially for a Canadian raise. Um, the Canadian VC scene is vastly different than the American VC scene. Do you have um, equity in the business, by the way? Do you have insight into like the, the executive meetings and things? Um, I'm part of the executive team, but I definitely like the, my focus is hardcore on customer acquisition. So um, I sort of represent marketing and to some degree product at the, at the table. Uh -huh. So you're, you're on the cap table then, right? You have equity in the company. That's right. Nice. That's cool. All right. Very cool. Well, hey, we're about to get into my favorite part of the show, Jeff. Before we do, where can people connect with you personally online? Sure. So a couple places. I mentioned my Twitter handle. I spend a lot of time on Twitter, Jeff underscore Goldenberg. 
I have a, a blog site, jeffgoldenberg.net, where I post some blogs and podcasts and stuff like that. And then we have a, a book coming out called The Growth Hacker's Guide to the Galaxy. <laughs> and the, <laughs> and the, uh, the website for that is growthhackerguide.com. And, and that was amazing. The, the book is um, 100 uh, very detailed growth hacks for st- uh, digital and startup marketers. And then nine case studies where we interviewed some of the top um, CMOs, CEOs, and founders of the highest growth companies in the country um, to find out their stories. So and on page 35, you reveal how much revenue Barrowell did in 2015. <laughs> Absolutely. It would be page 42. <laughs> if there was going to be a special, uh, I don't know if you've seen the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but the, the answer to the secrets of the universe is the number 42. There you go. So if I was looking for any Easter eggs, that's the page <laughs> I would flip to. <laughs> Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. All right, Jeff, do you know what time it is, my man? Tell me. It is time for the famous five. So question number one, what is your favorite business book? I have two. Um, Traction by Gabe Weinberg is an amazing way for people starting a new company to figure out where their first customers are going to come from. Um, and I, I highly recommend that to anyone starting a business. It's a great book. Um, and, and more generally speaking, I, I'm a huge fan of James Altucher's Choose Yourself. Um, where he talks about personal branding and the opportunities available to people today that weren't even available a couple years ago. Um, so I love both those books. Okay. Number two, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Interesting. Um, on, on a sort of meta level, I love Elon Musk. Um, I love everything he does. I think he's the ultimate growth hacker. Um, I, I read everything I can about him. Um, I, I would say he's the one that inspires me the most. There you go. Number three, Jeff, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? Uh, Zapier. Zapier is my favorite online tool. It's like the growth hackers, Swiss army knife. I don't know how familiar you are with them, but yeah, it's like if this, then that almost kind of very, very similar. They've got 500 or a thousand, um, SaaS companies on there and they, they leverage the APIs between them to allow you to create your own custom recipes. So what I find as a growth marketer is instead of um, needing IT to help me, a lot of times I can sort of solve my own problem using Zapier. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a, that's what the whole book is about is basically you don't have to be a technical coder to growth hack. Number and, and Zapier is the glue. Yeah, totally. L- number four, Jeff, what's your situation? Are you married, single? Do you have kids? Uh, I'm married. Um, to my wife, Sage, she's an entrepreneur as well. She was an American and I brought her up to Canada and I have uh, an eight year old son named Jackson. So yes or no, do you get eight hours of sleep every night? I do. It's really important to me. Um, I really think sleep is a secret of success and I don't believe the people who say, you know, they can function on two, three hours. I just know they're not functioning as well as they can. Or they're so lying. Say, they're probably lying. Most people are lying. Or they're lie. lying. Or they're like, na- they come, I come on the show and I grill them. I call, I call bullshit. That's how it works. I love, I love getting my regular sleep and obviously it's not eight every night. You can't do that, <laughs> but I, I do definitely try to get that big chunk. And I feel, you know, two, two to five hours after you wake up, they say is your like prime time. So I, I really do believe in that. Last question. How old are you? I am turning 40 in June. Take us back 20 years or 19 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? I wish my 20 year old self knew that there was 
all this stuff. And, and of course, a lot of this wasn't available back then. But this concept that you don't have to go all in on a concept right from the beginning, you could kick the tires, you could MVP it, you could get a whole bunch of amazing feedback early instead of spending the multi millions and, and, you know, six to 12 months building something and then finding out later on that it's not perfect or it's not exact, or it hits someone's number two need and not their number one need that they're willing to pay money for. I, I wish back then I knew that you could sort of test and bring a product along more through like a lean and iterative process than just saying, okay, I'm putting $2 million in a year of my life into it and then finding out whether people want it or not. Well, Top Tribe, there you have it. The one, the only Jeff Goldenberg, growth hacker at BorrowWell, leading Canadian online marketplace, closed a $5.4 million series seed a while ago, raising big money this year, and he's got a great book coming out as well. Look out for that. Jeff, thank you for taking us to the top. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's been great. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget... Before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you enjoyed today's show with Jeff Goldenberg, you will love yesterday's with Alan Bach. He did 900 million in sales last year on something you touch every day. Additionally, remember coming up tomorrow, I give you my decision. Do we sell Heyo or not?